0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Dev Dive. This month we are running a special series on careers in uh, development and today uh, we are going to talk to somebody who's been in the development sector and is doing a PhD. I'm your host Anushna Jha and with me is my co-host Marine Shah. Hi Marine.
1: Hi Anushna. Hi everyone. Today we have uh, Masash Wongo with us, he is originally from Republic of Congo and like just Anushna said he is doing a PhD degree from the University of Massachusetts in Global Studies. His research focuses on entrepreneurial action and distributing experiences in armed conflict regions. Um, So thank you so much Masash for giving us your time today.
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me and for giving me this opportunity. I to really thank you.
0: We are very happy to have you. So, Mashaj, tell us a little about your growing up years.
2: Oh, technically, um, you know, I grew up in a small town in the Republic of the Congo called Indolisi. Mm-hmm. And uh, after that, I, uh, you know, I traveled uh, across my country and for, um, you know, pursuing my studies and uh, I. I, you know, said um, I uh, lived in the capital of the Republic of the Congo in Brazzaville, um, where I, I competed and for a and Fulbright Fellowship, and then I was one of the three, I think, the three at that time, to mm-hmm. be awarded a Fulbright uh, Fellowship, and. Uh, then I came to the US to do uh, dual masters at Brandeis University. Okay, one in conflict studies, one in uh, uh, you know sustainable uh, development, mm-hmm. and uh, and then after that I went back home, um, and I established a uh, Nunga program, which uh, was I would say uh, a social non-profit organization. Working with uh, youth, okay, in the areas of entrepreneurship and conflict resolution skills, and even and uh, you know life skills, and um, and then I decided to pursue a PhD program, so I came back to the US uh, to do my PhD in global studies at uh, the University of Massachusetts Law, where I am sort of investigating. The intersection between entrepreneurship and empowerment. You know, I am trying to to add to the debate the uh, about why entrepreneur, what it triggers. Okay, entrepreneurship. So why uh, people engage in entrepreneurship? Uh, so my my research is around that, uh, while focusing on uh, uh, sub-Saharan African immigrants uh, who are uh, entrepreneurs in uh, in the U.S.
1: That's very really interesting. So um tell us about your Fulbright journey and um uh, we were just wondering whether you pursued your master's uh, master's program uh, through Fulbright scholarship and did you also get a PhD scholarship through Fulbright or uh, my
2: Fulbright program was uh, one of the most exciting and uh, uh, fulfilling, I would say, experiences. Mm-hmm. Okay, in the U.S. Uh, so I, I was, as I said, uh, that I was uh, at Brandeis University and while I was doing my dual masters. As I said, I did two masters, so I was also able to establish or co-founded uh, um, uh, Fulbright Brandeis University Fulbright chapter. Which um, you know focused on sharing, okay, our experiences as international students uh, in uh, the Brindas community, and of mm-hmm. course, engaging in community activities. And for example, we uh, organized uh, some. Um, you know activities uh, with okay homeless okay people. Mm-hmm. We uh, went to cook, we clean, and uh, so we organize a cup. So quite uh, a lot of activities. So my current and uh, PhD program is not founded by Fulbright program because usually when you um, you, you you finish your Fulbright program, you have mm-hmm. to go back home for two years. Uh, so nice. that's what I did. So this is. Uh, another, I would say, uh, scholarship because it comes from the school, uh, but also I teach. It's not just a scholarship that you study, you don't teach. So I also uh, teach uh, uh, as the way that to, to, to get the scholarship, but it was a very long process. Uh, I did apply for 20 okay, 20 universities uh, to be uh, accepted by, by one and to get a uh, funding and funding is a very big bigger problem bigger issue when it comes to a PhD program.
0: Right that's uh, very interesting and a lot of good work that you've done during your uh, master's as well and we'll uh, come to that in a while Uh, but we were also hoping if you could share maybe the top two or three takeaways from your master's experience so before you went back
2: I think one was uh, the class discussion.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think I I really uh, learned a lot, not only from my teachers, but also from my classmates or peers, colleagues, uh, because uh, one of the, the topics that we, uh, you know, discussed was about Uh, economic growth, uh, development in developing uh, economies or countries. And coming from, uh, I would say, developing a country, uh, it uh, gives me a new perspective to understand that if there is no social stability, if there is no social stability, and of course political stability, uh, development can be jeopardized. And what can I talk about development? So my, and Fulbright, I would say my master's okay, program was to understand the intersection between development, conflict, and peace. Okay, These are three concepts like, go like, hand in hand. Uh, so that was one thing. And another thing was also to understand these concepts not only from institutional uh, right uh you know level but also from uh individual level meaning that what uh, the community can do to ensure social stability how can we invest in the communities um so that's why okay, after just right after my master's program i uh, established uh, a social uh, nonprofit organization uh because i think or even believe that we should put human at the center or human beings, okay, at the center of, um, you know, social growth, uh, you know, peace and security. And, uh, of course, uh, of, you know, empowerment of uh, mm-hmm. nation uh, nation, you know, building.
1: You just mentioned about the program that you have initiated, can you tell us a little Bit more about it, like how does it work and where exactly it works, and what do you do? Actually?
2: Uh, yes, I, I founded the program in uh, 2016, you know, mm-hmm. right after my Fulbright uh, fellowship. And uh, technically, we have uh, it was a self founded okay, uh, I would say social, uh, non profit organization. Uh, so I worked with uh, youth uh as i said in the areas of uh, empowerment because mm-hmm. one of the things that i discover or uh, discovered when i was uh back home when i went back home was that uh a quite a lot of of young people uh they were uh, hopeless um they did not really see uh, a bright future uh so uh one I would say uh, program within my program that I, 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 I tailored was to, to give them another perspective of looking at, uh, you know, at themselves. And of course, at what they can offer okay, for the country. And, uh, and then I was able to um, set another program, uh, I mean, sub-program, uh, that uh, featured uh, with, I would say, young enterprising uh, Congolese uh, who okay, have been engaged in uh, entrepreneurship, in social empowerment. And I even was able to produce a couple of documentaries, uh, you know, just to give a new okay, lens for which young people could look at Uh, the possibilities instead of looking at what uh, cannot be done. Um, And and then I also uh engage uh, younger people in uh, conflict resolution skills and it is important to know that my country is um you know it's it uh, is diverse okay in terms of uh, you know ethnicities and sometimes uh, there can be you know misunderstanding between uh, ethnic groups and and through that you know program i was able to debank uh, some and stereotypes that uh, each um, ethnic group holds okay, towards okay, other right. groups. Uh, so the, the idea was uh, that to create this mutual common ground, okay, of understanding that we can still live okay, together though that we have, okay, uh, cultural differences. And as I said a little bit while ago, that uh, there cannot be development if there is no social and cohesion, social stability. Absolutely.
0: that is uh, so so important and I think we, we didn't mention in uh, our introduction that massage is also a recipient of the award grant for social change the pollination project and the new leaders group award by the Institute of International Education so congratulations on those and now we also want to move to the next phase of your academic journey which is the phd so why did you think of doing a phd and how was the experience of applying and writing uh, those tons of proposals
2: <laughs> uh, okay. oh i it's been a quite a long time i um <laughs> i would say you know i really wanted to do a phd because it's uh, a personal i would say uh, motivation a personal I can need, and also because I think um, uh, we I need. When I say we, you know, where I am coming from, my my country and my continent, of course, needs. Um, uh, in new uh, minds of scholars and uh, and and i think and the, doing a phd and holding a phd degree uh, will certainly okay uh, give me uh, authority and uh, legitimacy to to talk about certain things that or certain topics that uh, prevail in our our societies I'm talking about societies because it's a global okay society um right uh, so uh, i would say okay that's that's i, I would say uh, uh, something very you know personal okay on on, on one hand and, mm-hmm. and, and also added to that uh, uh, it's a personal because uh, my mom, okay, uh, dropped out of school when she got pregnant with me and she never went back to school. So, uh, and you know, getting a PhD for me, it's a sort of uh, uh, a family, I would not say pride, but a family achievement, okay, a huge family achievement. So, um for your your, your second question uh, i think the process was very very long it was uh tough uh okay one is that when i was applying for phd program i needed to identify what school uh, could offer me um uh, a stipend, uh, not only stipend, but also a scholarship because uh, as you know, uh, studying abroad is not uh, a piece of cake in terms of like a funding. Um, so yes. that was one criteria. And the other criteria was, I would say, what I wanted to, to study, okay? What was it about? So I wanted to study, you know, conflict development. Um, but when I got accepted, I, I came and I look around me and I said to myself, so now what? OK, and the, the, the journey, the PhD journey is uh, is not, I would say, static, is very changing. So what you 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 wrote in your proposal is not what you end up usually doing when you are in the PhD program. Uh, so I had one of my, my friends, very close friends helped me and polish my research statement, personal statement. Um, so it was a very like okay, a long uh, process, uh, but I persevere because, as I said, I applied for almost 20 universities, and uh, uh, 19, I think 18, actually did not offer me admission and the scholarship. Just the two of them like okay, offered me uh, admission. And um, and and one offered me a uh, scholarship and uh, I would say funding, uh, so I had to make a choice. Right. So that's why you know I am here at UMass Law. And um, my my researcher, as I said, I, it it was also a a, a long process to come up with um, my dissertation idea, what I wanted to uh, oh. to investigate. Uh, so I. Read a lot, a lot of books, a lot of uh, articles, and, uh, and I came to find out not quite a lot of research has been done in the areas of uh, entrepreneurship initiation and, uh, personally and personally disturbing background. And personal disturbing background here, I, it's basically, um, you know, uh, in the context of, of my dissertation, is uh, to look at. People who have experienced the conflict, and at the same time they are uh, successful entrepreneurs. So the issue is is to know is to investigate how that experience has been leveraged, okay, for the emergence of their uh, entrepreneurial action. So that's what I am. And trying to and look at here. I'm trying to see this intersection between and uh, the past experience of uh, these entrepreneurship, uh, these entrepreneurs, and and the entrepreneurial uh, activities.
0: Wow, that's a very interesting uh, subject that you've chosen to link entrepreneurship with the person's personal experience and locating that.
2: Yeah, definitely, and. Um, because I think, um, you know, some research uh, have noted that mm-hmm. an entrepreneur's personality is linked with the background, how they were abroad um, uh, and what kind of experiences that they, they had in the past. And those experiences influence their personality. Uh, for example, if they can be resilient, if they can be uh, taking person, uh, if they can be optimist, uh, so the researcher has really done a lot in that area of entrepreneurs' uh, personality and the background. But very few researcher has leaked that background with the uh with the initiation in uh, you know entrepreneurship so that's where i am trying to you know and and, and add like okay, as uh, elements of understanding not right. only entrepreneurship but also personal disturbing background
0: right well, sounds very fascinating and we wish you uh, best of luck for that you're four years into your PhD program. So uh, we also wanted to ask you about your learnings from the PhD program and any tips that you would have for people applying.
2: My learning <laughs> for my PhD program is, uh, is um, it's a lot of work and yeah. uh, it requires uh, patience. Mm-hmm. It requires uh, perseverance and it requires uh, determination, uh, you know, that's what I would say. Uh, uh, because uh, sometimes uh, things may not go as you plan, and especially when you deal with your, your committee, your dissertation committee, uh, sometimes they can uh, come up with some new things on your dissertation. So you really need to be uh, patient you really needed to be self-disciplined. And uh, of course you needed to uh, organize yourself. And I would say it's a wonderful journey because you, uh, you, you always, always need to love what you do and do what yes. you love. Uh, but down the road, things may turn out to be you know, different, but you have to keep in mind why you are doing what you are doing. Why and why not you? OK, so those are kind of the questions that I do ask myself. Why and why not me? And 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 uh, to finish on, on on that front, I, I recall uh, that uh, my um, you know one of my teachers back in in high school gave me this this book. I just mm-hmm. forgot the title, but what I kept from that book is the quote from one of uh, like African like writers, uh, Franz mm-hmm. Fanon. I don't know if you know him, mm-hmm. uh, but he he said, I quote, each generation out of relative opacity has a mission, either to accomplish it or to betray it. Okay. So, and that's something always, okay. uh, guides me. I ask myself, what is my mission on this Mm -hmm. earth? What is my mission in my family? What is my mission in my community? And of course, what is my mission for my continent, or even for the the globe? And absolutely. I think a part of my mission is, you know, to get the PhD, and um, and to see how it can be and used for the the well-being of um, of the human beings.
1: Wow, that's an absolutely wonderful quote, yes. and very very inspirational. Um, yeah thank you so much for and also thank you so much for sharing um the learning that you have had so far and tips and i'm sure this is going to help uh, our listeners and um, so you are currently in the fourth year of your program and uh, after that so what's next what do you plan to do once you are done with your phd are you planning to go back to your country
2: ah <laughs> uh, yeah definitely i i think um I, if everything goes away uh, I will uh, <laughs> graduate in in a year from now in a year from now because my PhD program is uh, for five years mm-hmm. um, so now I think my my focus is uh, on getting down my PhD program you know I really want to get it down it's 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 a long the, the, the long it takes uh, the, the the more uh, you can likely Become tired. So the sooner you get done your PhD, the better it is. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think for me, my, my my focus now is to get my PhD done. So in terms of going back home, uh, that's a long term goal. You know, I I think uh, if I have just said it, you know, a little bit while ago, what is my mission? Why not me? You know, how what can I do for my country? Uh, you know, I, I I will definitely see uh, what opportunities or the doors of apportu- uh opportunity will open to me, and if they don't, I will open my own doors of opportunities, either here or back home. But uh, my grandfather, uh, my late grandfather, uh, by the way, uh, you know, told me, uh, never forget where you are coming from. Never forget where you are coming from.
0: Yes, and that is something I think which all of us should live by. Thank you so much for uh, talking to us at Dev Dive and sharing your experience. We had a wonderful time talking to you. So thank you and we wish you all the best for your PhD and beyond.
2: Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much for having me and uh, for giving me this opportunity. And uh, I would love to keep in touch and I also would love to uh, I can follow you uh with what you are doing your your podcast and i really uh, appreciate your time and this opportunity
1: thank you so much once again and it was lovely uh, listening to your journey so far it, w- it is such an amazing journey and how far you have come um it's 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 amazing and i'm sure uh, our listeners are going to learn a lot from your journey and it's going to help them if someone out there is thinking of pursuing a phd degree so good mm-hmm. luck to you and everyone out there and that's it for today everyone um have a good weekend and stay safe bye